Hey, everybody, it's Nick. We're continuing our summer of talking to planner users, certified pros, just experts, just people who are in the community, people who love the planner. We're going to hear a little bit about their story. And today we have a return visitor. We're going to talk all about the planner. And so don't go anywhere. Is this like what you say on the radio? I don't know. So that'll be right after the theme and an ad. So stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. All right. So happy Monday, everybody. And uh, today joining us, we have Jeremy Clopton. Happy Monday, Jeremy. Hey, Nick. Happy Monday. Glad to be here. Now, don't tell everyone that this is actually a Tuesday <laughs> when we recorded. Right, right. Don't tell them that. No. But uh, you'll be hearing this on a Monday, everybody. Uh, Jeremy was here before. Um, I can't remember what we talked about specifically, Jeremy. Do you remember? Uh, we talked about, um, I believe it was gratitude when you have workaholic tendencies. Mm, that's right. Because that was you. Yep. That is me. The workaholic tendencies. Uh, do, still do, there. Okay. Still there. Right. And so uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about that today. But just to refresh everyone's memory who are you? <laughs> what's the story? What? How did you end up here? What's the? Definitely. What's you and what's the planner story? Yeah. So me, I am a consultant. I work with accounting firms around the U.S. and Canada. So I spent uh, the first 12 years of my career in public accounting, doing the accounting thing, and then decided I really enjoyed speaking and teaching and would much rather work with accountants than do accounting. So I uh, left public accounting, started my own company, uh, got recruited by the firm that I'm with now, Upstream Academy, and am really on a mission right now, especially to help accountants figure out how, how do we, you know, win at work and succeed at life, not to completely borrow something from Michael Hyatt, but uh, how do we do that in an industry that is known for lots of hours and, you know, really working hard deadlines, all the different things that come with being a CPA. How do we figure out, uh, you know, that we can abandon that a little bit, that we can cultivate a successful career that doesn't require unending hours and that you can have a successful life at the same time. So for me, that's really how I found the planner is I was looking for a solution. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember, I don't even know what year it would have been, Nick. It was a long time ago. Uh, I was reading Michael Hyatt's blog. He had uh, the Excel file for the ideal week right after he had posted a blog post about it way back in the day. And I thought, wow, this is cool. Hey, it's in Excel. I can geek out on that, right? Yeah. Manage my life in Excel. What what better thing for an accountant to do? <laughs> and um, really started buying into the concepts, buying into the principles. And then uh, when Free to Focus uh, was announced, joined the launch team, read the book. And I, I mean, I've just been hooked ever since. It's got so many things that are that are simple yet practical and really allowed me to 
figure out how to do this thing, right? And to be successful at work, but also be successful at life. It's interesting. It wasn't even in public accounting that I realized I needed help. It was after I was an entrepreneur, started my own company and had even worse balance between work and life and uh, couldn't blame my boss. My boss was me. So uh, at that point, I realized maybe I have a problem and I've got to figure out how to fix it. Do you feel like, and I'm not an economist, everybody, Everybody on the internet, please do not come at me for this point. But do you feel like, you know, game theory is a thing, right? We 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 talk about, you know, basically, I, I can't even really describe it in shorthand, but that's in our minds. We're talking about game theory. And uh, that if you told someone, well, you don't have to work so hard and you can still be successful. In their mind, they're thinking, yeah, but so-and-so is going to work that extra 20 hours this week or whatever. So they're going to be more successful. And so because of that, true or not, (laughs) because of that, our original person that we said they could work less, that they really struggle with that because they just see the hours as as lost productivity. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that what you feel like you're encountering with, with the people you were working with? It, It really is. And it's, it's based on the fact that that's traditionally how the business model worked was however many hours it takes to do something is what you get paid for. And when that is your business model, I get the the whole mindset that, well, fewer hours is less revenue, right? Right. I get that. Uh, It's not really the business model anymore. If people are really, Hmm. really honest with themselves, a, a lot of a lot of industries, uh, there's probably an exception here or there, but a lot of industries are more fixed fee type pricing. Mm-hmm. And as a result, now we're confusing work harder with work more hours. I mm. actually think you can work fewer hours, but work harder. Sure. And if you're more focused, you're more dialed in on what are the right things to do, what are the you know the right time to do it, who's the right person to actually be doing those things. I can work a whole lot harder, work a whole lot less hours and get a lot more done. Sure. And it's really just being willing to accept that there's a better way to work. It's not that we have to vilify work or make it out to be some villain in this story. Look, mm-hmm. I love what I do. So the question is, how do I how do I get more done with fewer hours? And that requires changing the way that I work, not inherently working less hard. Yeah. You know, I remember seven, eight years ago, I was at getting like frozen custard with some friends or whatever. And I asked, I don't know why I was like, could you, could you do your job with just like one less day a week? Right. I don't know. This is like 2016, 2015, maybe. And everybody was like, yeah, of course, (laughs) without literally no person. And I understand if you're a nurse, there, you know, you're in hospitality. I understand that there's difference, but if you're sitting at a desk and you're sort of largely in control of how you use your time, everybody says yes. And then the pandemic came around and there's been a sort of a reexamination of work and home work life balance. And it turns out that that is largely true and people want that. <laughs> so, you know, I, I assume you're running into situations with people you work with where they're going, how do I cut the hours? How did you cut your hours? I mean, it, it's yeah. it all seems like it's really happening right now is sort of my point. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's trying to figure out coming out of the pandemic, I think what in my mind was the most 
uh, perhaps enlightening thing for a lot of people is just how precious life is Mm. and the fact that we're not in control of it. Right. We don't know. Uh, we work till 65. There's no guarantee you're, you're there to to enjoy it. You know, anything mm-hmm. like that. And a lot of folks lost family members, close friends, relatives, what have you, that it really helped in a weird way. I say help and I don't use that word to be insensitive, sure. but it, it changed everyone's perception of the value of time. Mm. And I don't know that that's a bad thing. In fact, I would argue that that's a good thing, that we have a healthy perspective and you know, the companies I work with, the accounting firms, they'll tell you, I'm not, I'm not one that's out there advocating for, Hey, let's all work less, you know, take off four or five day weekends and just relax. We've got a business to run and you, you make all these decisions within the context of business. And at the end of the day though, most businesses require people, arguably, right? You don't have people you're not going to be able to run your business. And if people are having, uh, whether it's physical ailments, mental ailments, as a result of stress, overwhelm, burnout, all those things, you're not going to have as successful of a business. So again, for me, it's not even, you know, there's a lot of talk about the 40 hour week or the four day, four day work week. I know some people that would love to work five days that they don't, mm-hmm. they don't see going to four as a positive because for them, they love what they do and they're okay with five days. And other people are like, Hey, I can knock it out in four and I'm going to go enjoy the other three. Yeah. And then there are others that, you know what, I'm going to work a little bit every day, but I'm also going to you know do a lot of other things every day. Yeah. And we, we try to come up with all these solutions. And I found myself just as guilty of this as anybody. We try to come up with a solution that it's blanket. It works for everybody. And really what we need are individual strategies. And that's what I find with the, you know, the full focus planner is you can use it in a way that benefits you and somebody else is going to use it in a way that benefits them, but it's still helpful, but it's figuring out what are your objectives with it. Well, let's pretend there was music here. Okay, well, Jeremy, we're going to talk about a few things, but you did mention before this call that maybe you could talk a little bit about a summer reset. Just just for anyone listening, it is summer. Um, that comes with pluses and minuses. If you've got kids, they're around more often, which is we love to see them, but you're also working from home perhaps and have less time to work. So well, how can we take advantage of the summer? What can we use the summer for to help make sense of what's coming up for the next six months? Yeah. Well, you know, the nice thing about the summer is you do have coming up what here in at least just a few days from when we're talking, right? End of Q2. Mm-hmm. And for those that, that follow the planner with the calendar quarter in mind, and I know as an accountant, that <laughs> that structure of what is the right quarter. And I know yes. there's debate and I've seen it in the Facebook community. Is it is it calendar quarters? Is it your business? Qu- However, for most people, the calendar are you doing a calendar quarter? Is that what I you're do a calendar say? quarter? Okay. Yep, I do a calendar quarter, and it's nice that right in the midst of summer, in fact, right before a holiday weekend, mm-hmm. right quarter ends, new new planner, you're filling out all the things, getting it ready. What better time than to step back and say, "All right, hey, first first half of the year is over with." Uh, you know, I've got a lot, a little bit of summer left. I've got all the fall going into winter. I know that 
you know, the last two months of the year, lots of holidays, lots of travel for people. I look at it and I think, hey, I got four really, really solid months here. What is it that I still want to make sure that I knock out this year? Mm-hmm. And for some people, it you know it's easy. And I've done this in the past where I've kind of gotten to the summer and I'm just like, you know what? Let's just it's just busy. Let's just you know do the things and not worry so much about the goals. And I kind of fall back into that mindset of okay, let's just do the work, do the yeah. work. Goals are at the start of the year. Yes, I've really enjoyed kind of that right before the 4th of July, stepping back and saying, hey, the year's only half over. What else do I want to accomplish, right? I can take what was a good year and turn it into a great year mm. by just that 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 kind of reset moment right in the middle. And with the holiday for a lot of folks, and I realize it's not everybody, but you've got a bit of a break built in. Right? Mm-hmm. Spend an hour just thinking about goals, right? Yeah. For me, I like to get up a little bit earlier. I'll get a cup of coffee and that's where I'll figure out, okay, how am I going to do my goals? Uh, what is it that I want to accomplish o- over the course of the next six months? And sometimes it's getting back to the basics. Um, right now, as I'm thinking about what I'm going to do, I would say that one of them is probably going to be you know, doubling down on being present in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's summer. Um, yeah, the kids are home. I work from home. And I'm not always probably getting quite as much done during the day, which tends to lead to more uh, thinking about things in the evening. My evening, you know, my work work day shutdown ritual isn't quite as spot on as it is, you know, during the school year. You know, so for me, it's really going to one of the goals is probably going to come down to, all right, how do I get back into that habit of intentionally cultivating presence in the evening. And mm-hmm. I know that for me, that means being present during the day yeah, and then hitting that workday shutdown ritual, because that has always been since I started it, that's been the thing for me that allows me to let go of the day and of the work and really dial in and focus on the family and be present. It's, and I say this, look, everybody who listens to this podcast know that the um, there are people who a planner like fits like within their body like they embody a planner like as a human that is not me <laughs> so um the planner is something that pr- provides me structure and peace and mm-hmm. tranquility when i'm using it properly but it is a thing that i do feel like i have to constantly kind of battle myself for yep I'm not saying that's the rest of my life that is just a fact as to who i am currently um but that workday shutdown is, in my mind, perhaps the most important of the four things. But it is yes. the one that I do the least often, for sure. It's easy to do in the morning. I have my morning ritual. Great. Wake up, do the thing, get coffee, work, stretch, you know, whatever. And then workday start up. You're like, check my email, do the th- all those things. And the nighttime. Okay, it's this time. I'm going to start winding down. I'm going to do this. But the workday shutdown is so key. And yet, because of the amount of work that comes in, because maybe I didn't plan properly, maybe because somebody came and dumped a new project on my desk. I say somebody, it's me, it's my own business. Uh, (laughs) But for whatever reason, it's almost like that can go because I'm going to use that time to work. And I know that's the wrong answer. So I'm just letting for I'm giving you the opportunity to tell me that that's wrong. Hey, I I can't. I do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, As much as the workday shutdown is... I completely agree with you. It is the absolute most important part of the daily pages. Checking that little bitty box, workday <laughs> shutdown ritual complete, right? That is, yeah, that that's the easiest one to skip 
because the day gets busy, the evening activities, right? We got sports, we got all the things and, or you got activities, whatever it may be. It's just so easy to say, oh, well, you know, I can just shut everything down, right? I can shut the computer down. I can shut the planner up, but that isn't the same as going through the steps of, hey, do I have everything on my to-do list? Have I gone through my email one more time? Do I have my follow-up, you know, my follow-up folder ready to go on my inbox? Do I know what my calendar looks like tomorrow? If I set my, you know, tomorrow's daily big three. There is something freeing about just going through those steps to where I don't have to keep thinking about it all night. I know it. Right. But then I don't do it. And something you said, um, yeah, it kind of makes me makes me if I'm if I'm super candid, uh, I realize that there are times that when I'm not dialed into the planner mm-hmm. that I find myself stressing about the fact that I'm not dialed into the oh. planner. It's like, oh. but if I would use it, I wouldn't have it. Right. I wouldn't have that stress if I would just do it. And then I'm like, but I have another planner today. I didn't the planner today. Oh, I missed yes. my weekly preview. And it's just like, OK, how on earth is this thing that causes me so much you know, frees me up so much and allows me to be so successful at the same time can actually be anxiety producing. And then I've just got to realize, okay, so I missed it. I missed a week. Big deal. Move on. You know, it's so funny, right? I'm using a pocket planner right now. I just, okay. I'm, I, I need the novelty. I'm constantly changing planners. Like I've yep. never made it through a year in the same line of planners. <laughs> um, but, uh, there is something about it like sits on your desk and if you've missed a day or I miss a weekly preview or something and it feels like it does. It feels like it's shaming me. It's like yeah. you like you forgot about me <laughs> like That's you'll right. never succeed. And it's and then it becomes like a monster like sitting on my desk all day. And it, you're correct. It really is just a matter of like opening it up. And, and there have been times where I've uh, just it, like let's say that I admit like things were really busy. I just had a baby four months ago. So things have been right. really busy. Yeah. So I'll open up and I'll go, oh, the last time I really was last Wednesday for just randomly. Sure. And then I'll just like turn the page and I'll go, great. This is now a two week thing, right? I'm just picking up next Thursday. It's next week. Right. I'm just going to stretch this planner out as long rather than like skipping through all the blank pages and like emotionally grappling with that. Um, I, I That's that's happened more than once, Jeremy. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Hey, I, ha- I had a goal. uh uh, sometime in the last year, one of my quarterly goals was complete the weekly preview 10 out of the 13 weeks. Oh yeah. I think it's a great I, I'm, goal. I'm like, I'm not even ashamed of it. It was just the reality is I knew that I needed to go in and fill in that little bitty box right there, check it or whatever I did that said, Hey, week one, week two, see that streak tracker going. Yeah. And ironically, the streak tracker was designed to help me use the thing that even held the streak tracker which yes it it worked it is but yeah it's, it's just me- weird yeah it's like <laughs> a little meta everything's kind of feeding itself any goal yeah. around the planner is always like a tricky uh a tricky thing um okay well let's do you have anything else to talk about related to summer or no i think okay. I, I mean that that to me is you know summer sets you up for a really successful fall and anyone that either has kids that are in school or is, you know, has a significant other that's in school, right? I have kids and my wife's a high school counselor. So it's Ah, like, there is a reset and it's weird, right? Because that Q, Q3 for me, like if I really look at my rituals, my ideal week, all the different things, there are two distinct aspects of Q3 for me. 
like mm. before school starts and then once yeah. school starts, which yeah, is yeah. like halfway through. Yes. And it, just give yourself grace in the summer. I think that's another really important aspect of this is for so many, it's like, oh my gosh, summer gets here. We fall off the wagon. How do we get back on? And it's kind of like we were just talking about with, you know, the planner almost shaming us. The planner doesn't care. Like it's going to sit there until Mine you come does. back it's, and you, right. it sits here and it, it goes <laughs> it like, looks, it's it like, looks at you. It's like, Nick, don't, uh-huh. <laughs> how could you forget me? It, it's, it's judging. Yeah. Yes. But it's like, you know, give yourself a little grace in the summer, but be as consistent as you can and know that if the summer's an odd time, just because of, you know, it's summer and that happens, then have a great fall, right? Be ready for that fall. Set those goals that are going to, maybe you maybe you got a goal in Q3 that doesn't kick in till late August mm-hmm. because that's when things get back to normal and you feel back in control, then set that goal, right? There's not yeah. a right or a wrong way to do it. Um, and I, I think, think we sometimes get really caught up in, well, is that the right way to use the planner? It's like, mm-hmm. well, if it helps you, yes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I, think, I think, And I actually think that that's something perhaps that next year, we can remember to talk about is, Hey, it's summer. It doesn't align with the quarter necessarily. And this is, this is true for people who have children or, but it's also kind of true for everybody. Summer is just different, different schedules. Yeah. The days go longer. People are doing things at night and, and going, maybe there's some like really deliberate work around your ideal week that just, yeah. you have, a, you have a summer ideal week. It's just a That's different right. thing. Yeah. And well, and you know, I live in a place that's touristy. So, you know, some people may be thinking, oh, summer's my craziest time. That's my, you know, that's my busiest time. Uh, So, you know, the same thing applies whenever your off time of the year is. Mm -hmm. So I don't want, you know, I I know that there are probably listeners that don't have kids that, you know, they're not impacted by the school year and they're thinking, okay, well, how does this apply to me? Yeah. Well, you figure out what's your, what's the unusual time. It feels like everybody's got at least a couple months where it's, it's just off. Yeah. From what normal is. And it's okay. I mean, heck, maybe even just get a separate, maybe you do five planners in a year, right? Because you you, you go, well, I know, right? Well, the accountant. (laughs) Well, I'm saying this is great. This is a great business idea. (laughs) I'm going to go right after this call. I'm going to go call up Megan and go, Megan, we're selling five planners a year. That's right. Yeah. You got the summer planner for the families. You got the, you know, because at least for me, Look, I got just enough OCD that I'm not going to like fill out half the planner, do a summer planner, and then come back That's in right. and fill out the... I, That's it, right. No. I get that. It's got to be continuous. I understand. It's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I love all this. I think it's just so useful to think about just like where you are in the calendar year. You know, maybe you're busy around the holidays because uh, your business is moving a lot of product yeah. or whatever and saying, you know, these two months are insane. And so I'm going to let myself work longer or whatever because... Yeah. And with the vision of knowing that once January hits... You're going to have this space and you're able to do the personal goals or, yeah. or whatever is happening. Balance is an all year thing. It's not a once a year thing. It's not a daily. Yeah. It's not. I mean, it, it is somewhat. But, you know, going back to the four day work week or the 40 hour week, I, I'm more concerned with did I have a good year? Because each day is going to be a little bit unique. Deadlines are going to come up. Right. Somebody's going to throw a project on your desk and it's going to require a little extra effort. That's part of it. The question is, how do we manage the big picture and not get so focused on the little details? Well, you probably know the benefits of the compound effect of small actions through daily habits. But the biggest question is, where are those habits leading you? 
Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. I wanted to ask another question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your ideal week, have you ever done it? Have you ever actually completed an ideal week, top to bottom? Ooh. 100%. Probably not. Yeah, I'm I'm issuing a challenge. This came up in another recording where I'm like, let's hear from the person who's done it. Because I would love to hear that story. Obviously, I'm trying to highlight the point, the point that you're probably never going to that's not it's it's aspirational right it's, it's directional it's not um this is not a pass fail situation right um but I, I i'm curious i just maybe thought maybe it happened i'm like committed now i don't even know how i would do it i would love to focus for one week and just go this week ideal week here we go but i have so many things i'm not control in control of that's right right and, and but that and so i get pushback on the ideal week when i talk about it oh because people are like, well, that's never going to happen, right? That that will literally never happen in my life. So well, why would I bother sketching that out? Yeah, that's why it's called <laughs> ideal. Like right. it's the it's. But I work with accountants. Mm. We want to know that it's going to happen if it's that's ideal, interesting. That's right? Interesting. So we've got this perfectionistic mindset, which isn't necessarily a bad thing for an accountant to have. Sure, as long as you can control it adequately and not get, you know, sucked into the perfectionistic tendencies. But like when you, when you are so built on achievement, I think that the ideal week can sometimes be daunting to someone that's really achievement driven. And I know for me, it it has been in the past because you get there and you're like, well, why would I put this here if I can't achieve it? But what I finally came to terms with is, well, I'm never even going to get close to it if I don't at least figure out what would ideal be. Yeah. I think that's very well put. So yeah. Yeah, I need to revisit my ideal week. I, I I think I slip out. I go. I think I fall into that trap of going. Well, I haven't done it for two days, so it w- it <laughs> was bad, right? Yeah. So there was something wrong with it. I can't do it. And I really need to just go like, no, past Nick thought very carefully about this, and right. so and current Nick is just stressed. <laughs> yeah, current so, Nick's doing the work. Yeah, <laughs> staying busy. It's amazing how when we get busy, we it's like a busyness shield. It's like if we can just say, well, I'm busy, I don't have to worry about it. Oh, for sure. Right. Um, okay, let's move on. Let's talk about some key important things uh, in terms of your shutdown, your rituals. You know, you've got four every day. Is there something specifically that either you find is the most important for you or something you discovered later? Is there anything in there that you're going, I 
have my best days when this happens or my best sleeps when this happen. And I want people to know. Coffee. It is one of the sure. absolute most critical it's, things. It's almost <laughs> noon right now, and I am still right. drinking coffee. <laughs> yeah, I've moved on to Red Bull. Um, oh, okay, great. So I, you know, I moved past the coffee, but uh, coffee, good coffee, um, it, it is always how I like to start my day. Uh, but no, it's, you know, being serious, one of the big changes that I made to my daily rituals, um, probably. I'm going to say about eight or nine months ago as I moved when I identify my daily big three oh. to my shutdown rather than my startup. Okay. And yeah. that was really helpful. I had a lot of great success having it as, you know, when I, when I started my day going back through everything and then setting my daily big three. And I didn't think it would make that much of a difference. But one of my colleagues is like, why don't you do it at the end of the day? Like, well, I don't know because I never have. Um, which is like the mindset that I always tell people not to use because it's the way I've always done it. So I just keep doing it this way. He goes, well, I've had some good luck having it at the end of the day. Why don't you try that? And I'm like, why not? Right. I gave sure. it a shot. And I actually feel like that has made a big difference because I have to be much more proactive in doing that. And my big thing is, do I get the first thing on my daily big three? Do I get it knocked out right out of the gate? And if oh. I set that at the end of the previous day, I can just jump right into the work before I have to do all of the checking in on things. That's interesting. And that's uh, so been helpful. Let me make sure I heard that correctly. That as I've this maybe this is really obvious, or maybe this is part of the system and I I missed it along the way over the years. That do you consider your big three items, at least that first one, to be somewhat sequential? The first one, yes. That's typically. Like very cool. I'm here for it. <laughs> I, I, it works. Now I will say there are times. No, not a lot of them. Now that I think <laughs> about that. No, that that's pretty well sequential. Um, yeah. I guess it's just how my mind works is like one, two, three. And I realize they're not, even. you know, we're talking about, it, they're not even numbered. Right. Um, there's just a circle next to it. Right. Uh, to, to check it off. Yeah. For me, it is typically, that's the order in which I'm going to hit them. Mm. Uh, and I think it goes back to, I get really hung up on the definition of priority means one. Mm -hmm. So if it's truly the priority, like technically I should tackle it first. Otherwise, how is it the priority if it's not yeah, the if it's thing not that urgent. I'm right? Yeah. So yeah. it's gotta be it's gotta be the most important thing for me anyway. That typically goes on the top line as far as most important to tackle first. I think that's I'm so here for this. And I and again, maybe this is part of it and I missed it, but to like specifically as you write, because I like to do my big three during my, it's sort of like a vague shutdown. It's mm -hmm. at some point in the evening, I will write a big three. That's right. where we're at right now. But I'd like to do it the day before. And to go, I not only am I going to write these three, but I'm going to make sure that when I write them, that I'm, I'm setting myself up to have an early win yeah. for the day. I think yep. that's great. And if I'm being completely honest, I think I view that third big three item to be optional is not the word, but I do think I, when I write that third thing down, it's like the last thought of, and yeah. if I don't get to it, then it's like not a big deal. So I don't know what that means. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, yeah. this is great. I'm going to say that's how my mind probably works too, because most of the time, my second thing is my non-work item. Interesting. So that's maybe where the sequential yeah. disappears, but the importance kicks up mm -hmm. is, I've got uh, my number one work thing and in an ideal, right? Talking on the ideal week, ideally 
I want to tackle that first thing before I'm in my email. Like I want to start working before I check email. Does it happen all the time? Absolutely not. But it happens probably more often than not. And I know that I'm not going to get distracted by something else if I'm all in on, Mm. you know, on that, on that first thing. So, um, yeah, it works out well for me anyway. Okay. I keep teasing this. Here we go. You do your planning for the next day in your workday shutdown. When do you do your weekly preview? I do my weekly preview typically on Monday mornings. Ooh, that's controversial. I know. <laughs> I know. Especially given the well fact aware. that you're doing your big three <laughs> the day before. Theoretically, yeah. yeah. Um, I-, I would love to say that Sunday nights, but I don't typically do the full weekly preview on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least I should say I haven't been for probably the last few months. Um, and maybe it's a function of summer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I find that, yeah, for whatever reason, I really like to do my weekly preview on Monday mornings. Now go ahead and add to the controversy. That doesn't mean that I haven't already set my weekly big, my Monday daily big three. Oh, snap. Right. On Friday Jeremy, afternoon. You're, so you're I know. going straight into the, the, the lion's den. <laughs> I know. I'm going to hear about this. <laughs> The, well, and again, I say it's controversial, not because it's incorrect, obviously. I just think that people have very strong feelings about the Monday oh, yeah. morning um, or the Friday afternoon. Yeah, but I, think I people, like Monday mornings. Like, yeah. I have no issue with Monday mornings. Um, you know, e- even during the school year, what's interesting is my Mondays are a little different because we're in a di- school district that's four days a week. So my kids are home Monday Mondays as well. So oh, it's wow. not typically my most... I would argue it's not my most productive day of the week from a from a work standpoint. So I typically have a little bit more time on Mondays. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday is kind of my that's where most of my day gets scheduled a little bit heavier. Right. Starts on a Tuesday. So that may be part of it. I don't. And if we're going to go ahead and keep going with the controversy, I don't. (laughs) I'm ready. Believe that you've got to do the weekly preview before you set your Monday big three. So. Look, obviously, what we're here to say is that whatever works for you, we've already established, you know. Right. Um, and I talked about this in an episode that came out this week as we record this, actually, that you have to learn a system in order to then break the rules of the system. Yep. That, you know, I used this example of learning how to write four-part harmony in the style of Bach, and there mm-hmm. are all these rules, and we'd be so mad about it. We'd be like, I want to put this F sharp here, and they'd go, you right. can't. And we'd go like, who says? <laughs> Right, and exactly. Go, you have, you've got to learn the rules before you can break the rules. So Jeremy, an advanced uh, user right here, is saying that he is transcended <laughs> out Monday of Monday comes before the weekly. Yeah, yes. messing it all up. <laughs> uh, but you found success with that, so of course, yeah. you know nothing wrong there. Yeah, it works. Sometimes I'll do the sun. Sometimes I'll do it on Sunday. It's just not. That's not typically. I, I'm not in my planner on Sundays very often. Sure. Um, well, I think that's great. Yeah, this four-day so. school, I want to talk about that briefly when this call is over. I'm like sure. super fascinated about that. Sure. Um, okay. And then um, I guess the last question is, mm-hmm. you already answered where you do your quarterly previews. It sounds like you do them just early in the morning yeah. at home. Yep. Uh, but the last question is, what are you using to write in your planner? <laughs> the most important question that everybody has. Do you have – maybe you just grab – 
nothing. Maybe you're writing, maybe you put in a typewriter every day. I don't know what, right. Right. What are no. you using? Uh, Ticonderoga number two pencil. What? Okay. Kicking it old school. Wait, have, you're a pencil guy. I'm a pencil guy. Jeremy, I gotta send you some pencils. <laughs> that's the, that's what, that's the takeaway here. Uh, cause you know, they don't make those pencils like they used to anymore. Jeremy. They, they're made in a different factory now. Really? Okay. And I still so, buy Ticonderogas because that is the best brand of number two pencil there is. So. Well, I'm 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 here to tell you that I'm going to send you some pencils. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I get uh-uh. I get your address. I <laughs> use uh, mostly Blackwing pencils. Okay. Um, or sometimes Musgrave, made in Tennessee. Okay, so, sure, of uh, course. You know, I'm just going to throw that out. We're just going to give it a shot. Okay. And hey, honestly, I, 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 I am would, open I, to trying new pencils. I would probably, if somebody really bugged me on the Facebook group for a few people, I would probably also send them some pencils. So uh, I love a pencil. I love being able to erase it. I love the yep. feel of the pencil on paper. Um, yes. Like, like a nice, like dark. It's got to be soft. sharp too. Yeah, None so, of that dull, dull man, point stuff. Man, look, you don't even no. know. Look, this, I got the sharpeners. I'm... I'm so thrilled you're a pencil guy. <laughs> I travel with a sharpener. Yeah, what, right? what are we I've rocking a, here? Oh, I am. It, it's like the Fiskars brand 97 oh. cent sharpener from Walmart yeah, from the works. school supply section. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the show today. Is there anything that is there any way people could reach out to you if you want or you could just yeah definitely yeah uh they can find me on linkedin um jeremy clopton uh, i'm on there uh my email is jeremy c at upstreamacademy.com j-e-r-e-m-y-c at upstreamacademy.com outside of that um i am in the facebook community uh and they're welcome to reach out anytime great well i hope that that happens we'll put the linkedin um in the show description and uh thank you for joining us today jeremy thanks for having me nick it was fun this episode is brought to you by life focus a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy fun and gives you a gps for your next 10 years you can start today at fullfocus.co slash life focus